3.23. Romans 3.23. It's the month of July, and it's the Romans Road. And if you were here on Thursday, uh, Pastor Greg, uh, as he was sharing, I, I thought, oh man, I think he's taking some of my, my message. And, but he didn't, thank the Lord, because there's a lot of Romans to go around. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, if you have it, say, mm-hmm. All right, all right, that's pretty good. Had a little bit of salsa in there, a little hot sauce. 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short. Somebody say, short. Look at your neighbor, tell him, you're short. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Father, have your way. Remove me, place your Holy Spirit behind this pulpit. In Jesus' name. We all said? Before you're seated, shake your neighbor's hand and tell him one more time. Tell him, you're short. And you may be seated. All the tall people looking down at everybody going, mm-hmm, what you talking about? We're going to see in just a little bit Frank and Maxine. A couple of months ago, actually, Brother Frank, he bought me some shoes for my birthday, some Stacy's. Actually, these are them right here. These are nice. I like these. And um, he bought them for me. Oh, these are great shoes. Put them on. And as I begin to put them on, I go, man, they feel good. Now as I was walking around, I go, ooh, ow. And I, you know, when, when you have, for those of you that have ever worn new shoes before, without maybe knowing it, you have that face. It's that brand new shoes face that just says, ouch. But I like them, so I'm not going to take them off. Right? You know that face I'm talking about? Like, Are you in pain? No, 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 no. I'm in beauty right now. <laughs> and the reason why is because you got to break them in. So before you break it down, right, before you can dance, do all that stuff, you got to break them in. What this message is, is I'm not going to break it down, but I'm going to break it in. We're going to get in so you can kind of understand so that the whole book of Romans doesn't hurt you. But when you understand it, you go, oh, that feels good. I'm glad I wore this. I'm glad I went down this road of the book of Romans. book of Romans is very, very vital to your salvation, to my salvation. And you have to understand it. And so before I break it down, I just want to break it in. This is going to be a very simple message. This is actually just part one. Very simple message. But nevertheless, we got to break it in. Tell your neighbor, break it in. Now, in 2002, I went to Indonesia for the very first time. And I remember landing in that country and just feeling the oppression. I could feel it. You could sense it. Something was off. I'd never felt that before. I'd never seen that before. But the thing about it is that it wasn't just the feeling. I can actually see it. I got off the plane, and you can see the oppression. You could see the men. You could see the women. And as I was walking around... 
I couldn't help, but I could tell that people were staring at me. I was a little different. I could see and feel the police looking at me. I was different. There was something about me that was different than them. I could see the police giving me those eyes that were, this guy's a foreigner. I got to get this guy. And I got to beat him down. I just felt that. I really did. Matter of fact, I almost got arrested. And they told me when you get arrested, they will beat you, throw, throw you in jail, and then they'll throw away the key. They don't care if you're an American. They don't care about nothing. They really don't. Because to them, you don't belong here. You don't belong. Indonesia is an 80% Muslim country. It's dominating. So believe me when I say, not just me coming in as an American, anything outside of their own uh, perspective, their own religion, their own culture, it stands out. There's a distinct mark about anybody who walks the streets there in Indonesia. Now, the thing about it is that if I was Indonesian, I probably wouldn't have stood out. But I definitely looked like I didn't belong there. I was distinctly different from everyone else around me. Now, the funny thing is, is that sometimes we do the same thing and we find it easy to categorize other people. We do the exact same thing. We often look at people by class, by skin color, and we might even say, well, those are Baptists. Those are Methodists. Those are them. And so we make a distinct characterization about certain people based upon uh, an economic class, a skin color, or whatever it might be. In this very first step, I'm going to give you five steps, and they're going to go real quick. The very first step of the Romans road, Paul is reminding us that every distinction, every separation, every difference that we have with anyone else is all overshadowed by one thing that we all have in common. No matter the distinction, no matter the separation, no matter your race, no matter your color, there's one thing that doesn't separate us at all. And it's this. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody in this place. The person holding the microphone, the person outside, the person in the lobby, and the person you're sitting next to. All have sinned and fallen short. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you're short. It's the one thing that we have in common with everyone else in the world. No matter where you were born, no matter your color of skin, no matter your sexual preference, no matter what difference separates us, what unites us is stronger than what divides us. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, If my sin appears to me to be in any way smaller or less reprehensible in comparison with the sins of others then I am not yet recognizing my sin at all. In other words, he's saying that when we look at bad people and we think that we're actually pretty good people, then that's a stumbling block to our own salvation. If you look at others and go, well, I'm not a, as bad as her, I'm not as bad as him, then you're falling even shorter than however short you already are. Are you understanding me? I hope you catch this. This is the Romans road. You have to catch this. And if you catch this, this is going to really help you in your salvation walk with Christ. For those of you that are here that are not saved and you don't know Jesus, know this. You're just as short as the person holding the microphone. That means you're in good company. Can I hear an amen? See, in society... 
there are actually different classes or even categories of sin. Did you know that? We do this in society. Everybody does this. See, gossip is not the same as cheating on your taxes. It's just not. Cheating on your taxes is not the same as cheating on your wife. Cheating on your wife is not the same as killing your wife. No, murder's really bad, but my, my lie, I just, it's a small lie. What's the big deal? He killed people. He's a murderer. She's this. She's that. She's really bad. Me, I'm not as bad. You see what I'm saying? Society does that, but the word doesn't do that. The word says if you lie, you're going to the same hell as the killer. Same exact hell. And if you don't realize that, you're going to think, that you're gonna, and you're going to walk through this world, I'm a good person. I'm a very good person. When you have to realize, Paul says, listen to me, all have sinned. Somebody say all. Somebody say all. And the Bible even translate, or we translate uh, the word sin as missing the mark. Missing the mark. In other words, no matter how hard you try, you're going to fall short. That word, uh, that phrase, missing the mark, has to do with an archer that shoots an arrow and falls short of his target. So no matter how many times you shoot on a Monday, on a Tuesday, okay, today I'm going to be a good person. Ah, you're not as good as you thought. Okay, Tuesday was bad, it's gone, but Wednesday today, I'm I am definitely not going to cuss nobody out on the freeway. Today, I'm going to be a good, oh man, I missed that one already, and it's only 9 a.m. No matter how hard you try, you're going to fall short. Now, how many love basketball? Any basketball fans here? How many love Steph Curry? Anybody like Steph Curry? I like Steph Curry. He's pretty cool. He's a good guy. No, I don't have Steph Curry behind this curtain right here. I know some of you guys are like, Steph Curry's here! <laughs> no. I need two volunteers. I need two volunteers. I need two volunteers that like to play basketball. Just real quick. Any two. I don't care if you're a man, woman, boy, or girl. Two volunteers. Okay, I got my brother right here. And I got, come on up here. All right. You're not going to kick this, by the way. Just letting you know this ain't soccer. We're going to do a little. <laughs> okay. This is what I want. All right. I want you to hold this. Just stand right there. Stand right there. Stand right there. Okay. My brother. That's what I want you to do. Take that. Crumple it up. Crumple it up. Crumple it up. Okay. Now, in basketball, we have a free throw line. So I want you to go back. 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 In soccer, same thing. Go! Oh, same thing. Same thing. X right there. I got translated. Got translated. Okay. So go ahead. I want you to go ahead. And I want you to make it in that basket. Today is your day. You're going to do this. Abram. Oh, just a little short. Do it again. Do it again. You got another try. You got another try. You got another try. Come on. Abraham, you got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. Oh, just a little short. Another try. Another try. Another try. Another try. You got this. You got this. You got this. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, that was good. You, you moved it for him. Okay, that's good. Okay. Now go over there. Go over there. See the VO logo? Go over there. Don't move, Abraham. Stay right there, Abraham. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Go ahead and shoot it. You got it? I got it. You got this. Just a little... Try it again, try it again, try it again. You got this, you got this. Come on. Come on, Abraham. 
Whatever. Abraham, come on, come on. Si se puede, si se puede. Come on, come on. Come on, you got this, you got this. Bro. Bro, and shooting people, you're shooting people. Give Abraham a hand, give him a hand. Go ahead, go on, you make your way on down. Go ahead, bring that up here, bring that up here. Thank you. Don't you wish that every day was as simple as a dunk? But what's crazy is that you wake up and sometimes your goals are way over here. What? In the, how did that? Why did that move? Why? Why did that? Why did they? Why did the person I was best friends with just become my worst friend? What happened? Where did it? It was right. It, just, just yesterday, it was right here. Just, just yesterday, I was doing great. Just yesterday, I had everything together. How did all of a sudden I wake up and this happens? Every day you're going to wake up and you're going to have to shoot your shot every day and you got to realize that all have sinned and fallen short no matter how hard you try you're going to be short life is going to move life is going to change however when you accept christ into your life and christ is there with you no matter what you do you can miss it and christ says don't worry about it i got you on to the next one on to the next one. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. So the first step is realizing you're short. The first step is realizing you are You are The second step, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. It tells us that our sin earns us death. See, wages is something that you earn. Wages is something that you earn. In today's society, today's economy, a lot of college students are realizing that you may earn a degree, but it doesn't earn you a job. Right? You earn a degree, you can get all that way, all right. You earned a degree, but it doesn't earn you a job. The Bible makes a distinct guarantee. Your sin earns you death. You get it. You sinned, you lied, you cheated, you stolen, you've done all, anything that is against the law of God, you have death. That is the guarantee. The consequences of just one time falling short of perfection. There is no sin in its own nature that is minor. All get the penalty of death. See, you and I were a slave to sin. Can I hear an Amen. Sin kept us in bondage. It made you rack up all these sin points, kind of like a candy crush game. No matter, you just keep doing it, and boom, there's another one. Boom, there's another one. Boom, there's another one. Boom. The more, it's almost like the moment you breathe, you sin. Like, oh man, I can't do anything right. However, the scripture also says is that there is good news. And if you're wondering about the good outweighing the bad, is that this good will always outweigh you're bad. And the one thing that covers this sin is a gift. Somebody say a gift. Now a gift is something that you receive without any cost to you. That's what a gift is. If you had to earn it, it's not a gift. You worked for that. But if it was given to you with no cost, it is a gift. 
Now, the great thing about it is that this gift is not like the kind of gift that your kids, when they give you a gift. You ever had that before? Your kids come up to you and they give you a gift. They go, here, Daddy, I bought this for you. And I go, wait, didn't I give you the money so that you could buy me that gift? Wait a second, I bought that gift through you. Okay, it's the thought that counts, right? The thought that counts, but really, you paid for that. That's not really that gift. See, Christ is not the son to you. He's your father. He gives it to you with no cost to you. It is free. Somebody say free. Somebody say free. The greatest gift you and I can ever receive is the gift of Jesus Christ. He is the greatest gift of all. Can I hear an amen? Come on, can I hear an amen? So the first step is realizing that you are you are short. Somebody say, you are, you are. Step two is realizing that sin earns you death, but Christ is a gift. Sin earns you death, but Christ is a gift. Step three of the Romans road is all about love. Romans chapter five, verse eight, if you're writing down these scriptures, these are very important. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, God decided how he was going to handle it. And I mean that in what a way that he proves of his love for us. There's a story in 2 Kings chapter 5 where there was a man by the name of Naaman and he was an army commander and he had leprosy. And then there was a man of God by the name of Elisha who was willing to heal him of his leprosy. Elisha sent word to Naaman that he had to wash in the Jordan seven times and he was going to be cured of his leprosy to make him clean. Now the thing about it is that the Bible says that Naaman was furious. This was way too easy to be healed. Naaman wanted to do something bigger. You mean to tell me all I got to do is just go in a river and dip? That's easy. Anybody could do that. Give me the big stuff. I'm a commander. I'm a king. Uh, do you know who I am? Do you know what I've been through? I should do something even bigger. It's the way Naaman saw it. Now imagine if, with me, if you will, if Christ were to say, all you got to do is just wish upon a star. That's all you got to do, just wish upon a star. You go, wait, that's kind of easy. Anybody could do that. Like, that's simple. Can it be a little bit harder? I mean, there's got to be a bigger deal than getting cleansed than just that. See, but the Bible says that God, in his own love for us, he demonstrated that there was no way that we could think of something even bigger than to require than to get our sins being cleansed. To him, it was already a big deal. To him, it was a huge deal. And so because to him it was a huge deal, he sent his only begotten son to demonstrate love. That's the biggest deal that God could ever do is to send his son to die for you and I. We didn't deserve it. We were sinners just by committing one sin. But yet God says, I'm going to send my son. Whether it was a big deal or small, the blood of Jesus covers all of our sins. You know what, my friend? Listen to this. His love covers your sin. His love covers your sin. When you realize that you have fallen short, when you realize that your sin earns you death, but Christ is a gift, then you're also going to realize that everything is all about love. 
Everything that you and I go through that God has given us is all about love. The fourth step of the Romans road is that you have to confess and believe. Confess and believe. Romans 10 verse 9 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now imagine this. If you were to confess with your mouth but you don't believe in your heart, is that going to happen? Or if you believe in your heart and don't confess with your mouth, is this going to do it? See, what you and I must realize is that the second step gives you a gift. But the gift, this is important, the gift must be accepted. It's a gift, but you have to accept it. Look at your neighbor say, it's a gift, but you got to accept it. Tell your other neighbor, it's a gift, but you got to accept it. Now, I have something right here. I, I, I think this is so heaven right here. Cheesecake. This is a gift. Who loves cheesecake? Okay, if you love cheesecake, say this. Say, I love cheesecake. Okay, now who loves cheesecake? You love cheesecake? Who wants cheesecake? Who loves cheesecake? You love cheesecake? Yeah, you can have it. It's yours. I said it was a gift. Don't you believe her now that she loves cheesecake? See, some of you, I love cheesecake, but you didn't do anything to accept it. It was there. It was there. It's always been there for you. See, this is the thing that you and I must realize. Jesus has always been there. It's always been there. I love Jesus, but yet you don't accept him. You're like, I, 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 I can hear you say it, but I just don't believe you. A lot of people do. I believe in Jesus. I, I confess. Jesus is Lord. Okay, but if he's not walking with you, if you're not walking with him, talking with him, I just, it's hard for me to believe that. A lot of people say it, but not many people walk it. See, the gift is there, but you must accept it. Tell your neighbor one more time. It's a gift, but you got to accept it. So how do you receive it? You must confess it and believe it. Confess it and believe it. So step one is realizing that you are. Step two is realizing that sin earns you, but Christ is a. Step three is that it's all about love. Step four is that you must confess and believe. Step five, this is what I love, and I close with this one. Step five is realizing is that it's for everyone. Romans chapter 10 verse 13, it says, For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, I spent a little bit of time, meaningful time, convincing many of you that the slightest sin, even the slightest mistake can keep you out of heaven and it's going to separate you from God. Now, that's just because most of us think that we're not really that bad. We think that we're really good. But I want, you to, I want to remind you, 
what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said. I said it at the beginning. I'll say it one more time. If my sin appears to me to be in any way smaller or less reprehensible in comparison with the sins of others, then I am not yet recognizing my sin at all. You see, step five is the good news. For those who may think that you're not worth it or think that God could never forgive you for what you've ever done, you must understand this. Salvation is for everyone. Salvation is for everyone. What you and I must realize is that if we broke one commandment, one commandment, then the penalty for that one broken commandment is death. One. But I love this in Romans 10. It says for everyone, that means anybody who's ever broken a commandment, everybody here in this place, salvation is for you. It's for you. Now, this is what's important. This is a twofold message. One, this is a refreshing for those of you that you've been saved, but you haven't saved anybody in a while. You haven't brought anybody to the Lord. You need to remember this Romans road. And for those of you that say, well, you know, this is my first time really ever hearing it like this. I've never really thought of it in this perspective, in this opportunity that I can be saved. I thought that I had to do something in order for salvation to come to my life. I didn't know that that had to happen. I thought it was just, I had to be a good person. I had to stop cussing. I thought I had to stop drinking. I thought I had to wear a suit. I thought I had to wear a dress. I thought I had to lift my hands so high. I, and I'm here to tell you, you ain't got to do none of that. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to wear a suit. Matter of fact, if you keep coming, I'll, I'll explain to you about why I wear a suit. Sometimes I wear a suit, sometimes I don't. I don't always do it. I just like doing it. See, you know what I've learned is that, and, and we, used to, we share this a lot of times at Victory Average Heart of the Bay. In Christ, you can do anything you want to. Do anything. I could go out right now and go to the club and dance better than half the people on the dance floor. I could just dance like Damien danced. Like, what? 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 I got it like that. The problem is, or the challenge is, I don't want to. It's not that I can't. I just don't want to. I don't want to go lie. I don't want to go cheat. I don't want to go steal. I don't want to do that stuff. It's not that I can't. I just don't want to. What I want to do is I want to accept Christ as my Savior and follow him all the rest of my life and follow him the rest of my days. And the Bible says that all that call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. If you're here this morning and saying, but, but pastor, I'm not perfect. That's not what Paul was talking. That's not what the Romans write. That's not what they're talking about. All it's saying is, listen, here's a gift. It's yours. You can accept it. It's all about love. It's a free gift. Don't worry about it. Just call upon the name of the Lord. And salvation has come to your house today. Me? Yeah, you. But uh, see, this is where we have to do our best to stop with that however or that but. You know, well, I know, but however. Like, no, no, no. Just stop. Just accept the gift. It's yours. Now, I know I just showed cheesecake, but forget the cheesecake. You know what's better than that? God's love. God's love is better than all that. It's better than anything. And prayerfully, this will break down even for some of you that you've been saved too long. Yes, there is such thing. Because some of us, you can get saved too long. You forget how to save others. You get all hole and ease on me, and those, that's the language you speak. 
You know, oh no, you have to dress like this, talk like this, walk like this. Like, no, let's stop with all that. You don't have to do any of that stuff. If you want Christ to be Lord of your life, that's it. That's it. Accept him. It's a gift. He's yours. And for those of you that have been saved a while, we got the I Love My City March coming up. I would challenge you, don't wait for the march. Go out tomorrow and make your own march. Walk down the street and ask somebody, hey, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a dealing. It's not a happening. It's a lifestyle. So that's my prayer. As I get ready to close, as they come to the piano, I really want to make sure that each and every one of us understand the Romans road. Now remember, I just all I did was just try to break it in. I didn't break it down. I just wanted to break it in so that you can understand how simple the Romans road is. Just realize one thing. Look, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody. Everybody has fallen. Everybody's messed up. Everybody has fallen short and missed the mark at one point within our lives. Everybody here. You got to realize that sin will earn you death. But Christ is a gift. If Christ is a gift, the Bible says in John that God is love. That means that everything is all about love. Matter of fact, we were reading a scripture today from Pastor Manuel, what he brought out. He says, listen, if you're going to accept this, if you're going to love them, love them. That's what it says. Love them genuinely. Don't have pretend love. That's what it says in Romans chapter 12. Don't give pre pretend love. Love them genuinely. It's all about love. Not about perfection. Because believe me, if it was about perfection, nobody should be in this building. Nobody. Well, maybe Stevie. I don't know. He is perfect. Stevie's my son. And I love him. God loves you, so he sent his son for you. It's the greatest thing that he could ever do. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Just accept his love. Embrace his love. And realize that there's nothing that you could ever do. You could shoot a million shots. And all you got to do is just miss one. And the penalty for that is death. But this is the great thing. God sent his son. Picked up your missing of the mark. He says, don't worry, I got you. I got you. For those of you that are here today, and you're not saved, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is your day. Today is your day to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Not just the experience where you just go like a movie. A movie gives you an experience. You go, you watch a screen, you go, wow, that was a good movie. You had an experience, but you didn't have an encounter with the people on the screen. Today, I want to give you an encounter. An encounter with Jesus Christ. He's bigger than any screen. He's bigger than any finances. Bigger than any job. Bigger than any marriage. Bigger than anything. Christ is the greatest thing that you can ever accept in your life. And this is what I want to do. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. And I want to give somebody, even if it's just one, an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. With every head bowed and every eye closed. And you're here this morning. And before we celebrate, because that's what we're about to do, I can't wait to celebrate 50 years of marriage. Wow, that's powerful. But before we get into celebration of marriage, I would love to celebrate salvation. If there's anybody here with every eye bowed and every eye closed, man, woman, boy, or girl, 
grandmother, grandfather. Doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter your race. All that matters is that you want to accept Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, and you're here this morning, you want to accept Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. This is your personal opportunity. It's a personal thing. Your wife can't save you. Your husband can't save you. Your children can't save you. Believe me, your job can't save you. Only one, and that's Jesus Christ. So if that's you here this morning, on the count of three, if you want to accept Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, you've never accepted him or maybe you have before but you you went away and you've been in that backslidden state and only you know who you are but if you're here this morning you want to accept jesus walk with him talk with him live with him eat with him dine with him fellowship with him i want you to just on the count of three i want you to raise your hand not yet but on the count of three you want to accept jesus christ to be lord of your life i want you to raise your hand very important one of the greatest decisions you'll ever make in your entire life one actually this is the greatest decision of your entire life two today is the day today is your day you don't know Jesus you want to know him you want to get to know him three raise your hand from all over this place God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you anybody else God bless you God bless you God bless you anybody else God bless you God bless you. So many hands have gone up. You can put it, quickly put it down. Go ahead. Quickly raise up your hand and then quickly put it down. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Anybody else? Simply lift up your hand and then quickly put it down. If you haven't raised your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Just simply raise up your hand and then quickly put it down. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. God bless you, Mia. God bless you. Anybody else? Simply raise up your hand and then quickly put it down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now this is what I want. Can everybody stand with me here? Everybody stand. This is what I want to do. Can you bow your heads with me one last time? Everybody that's standing, bow your heads and close your eyes. Now this is what I want to do. I'm going to have some leaders that are going to help me with this. Any of our